Welcome to the Driveway Beers Podcast with Mike and Alex. Thank you for joining us and we hope you enjoy the show. Please like, subscribe, comment, and share on any platform that you're listening on. Alright, welcome back to another episode of Driveway Beers Podcast. DriveawayBeersPodcast.com I uh, want to thank our sponsor, Cheers and Spirits, Arnold Station Plaza in Arnold, Maryland. We're right outside of Annapolis, near the Naval Academy for anyone that wants to come stalk us and make our lives miserable. Um, <clears throat> just kidding, don't do that, please. Uh, like, subscribe, comment, share anywhere you listen to us. Um, seem to get more and more traction on Rumble, which hmm. is strange to me. But Russell Brand. Well, Steven Crowder, Russell Brand. Maybe we're like, you know. Jimmy Doors on there. Oh, Jimmy Doors on there now? I think he I think he's starting to put some stuff over there. But I lo- I look forward to Fridays. Yeah. Because I listen to Jimmy Doors show. Yeah. Um so yeah, I love the phone calls in the beginning. <laughs> Hello, this is Joe Biden. <laughs> um We're drinking whiskey. Um I, I, I'm still drinking on uh, a Knob Creek 9, although it's almost empty, so I might switch over. Last week, we tried the Fistful of Bourbon. Um, I I keep a couple of the whiskeys down in the basement with us, so the Knob Creek 9 is always in the basement. And the Basil Hayden Toast is still here from about four episodes ago, I believe. Yeah, I might revisit that during this uh I may, I may also. Yeah, I may, I may do that, too. Um, I, I gotta say, I've been enjoying, I don't want to call it a journey. I feel like that's such a pretentious bullshit. So, our whiskey journey. No, it's a, so <laughs> a journey takes you from one place to another. Sitting down here drinking bourbon is not a journey. No. Like, are we trying different ones? Sure. But are we making any progress? So, <laughs> I don't know how you make progress on. No, you're doing the opposite. Okay, I, I drink it better now. Maybe I'm more experienced with it. Right, I, I can drink it neat as opposed to on ice. Yes. But uh, yeah, I think that whole th- that's one of those words that's just overused. Like the weight loss, like because we're, we're doing the weight loss thing too. And I have, like, I, I have avoided using the words weight loss journey. No, it's dumb because everyone uses it. Yeah. It's like, almost like oh. the contract. So, you know, I, I do some work with with different contractors and things like that, and tech contractors. There's always something, something solutions, <laughs> and the journeys become like the solutions buzzword. So, <laughs> I'm I'm laughing because they never come up with a solution. No, they just it's, come up with like more ways to bill you, which is yes, a problem, right? <laughs> like, like. Our solution is to create another problem that you'll also pay us to solve. Right. That we won't solve. Right. Like, fuck. Yeah, something, something solutions. So, in fact, a friend of ours got a new, uh, he got a job in some government contract or whatever. And I said, what is this company, something, something solutions? And he just wrote back, like, just laughing the whole time. He goes, yep. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, solutions is just like journeys, the buzzword. To make you feel like this, this is a journey. No, a, a journey is like either the stupid band. Um, oh, well, let's not call them stupid. Yeah. Well, I just remember like I dig a few journey songs. Yeah. Well, Stuart from uh, Beavis and Butthead used to wear a journey T-shirt. All right. So, um, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I, I just thought we we're a little bit hasty on the blasting of 
The band Journey. So I'm not gonna, okay, I won't blast Journey. All right, thank you. Even though Stuart wore a Journey or a Winger t-shirt um, <laughs> when Beavis and or Butthead wore uh, Metallica and Megadeth. Yes. So, yeah. Anyway. ACDC. One wore Megadeth after the other one was ACDC. So I don't put ACDC in the same genre as Metallica. No, probably not. Um, I think you're right. I'll put them in the same... Well, I mean, Metallica and Megadeth, Dave Mustaine came from Metallica and start, like was kicked out as their bassist right. and started Megadeth. Yep. Um, so anyway. Thank you, VH1. Yeah, going way off the rails <laughs> here. But, um, yeah, Journey's overused. Like, just like people say, this is, a, this is your space. So I have a Peloton, right? You have one, too. I'm mm-hmm. looking at it. I've never used it. Yes, I, I, it, yes it's right there. <laughs> it looks <laughs> like, from the position of the seat, a child was on it last. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> My eight-year-old. So, yeah. yeah, so we have this Peloton, but the instructors are always talking about, welcome this space and come with me on this. And they're crying. Like, I don't need to cry with, no, tell me what speed to pedal at. <laughs> For at what resistance and play some decent music? Yeah. How about you take me on this fake journey uh, on this bike that's going nowhere? Yeah, we're literally going nowhere. Yeah, but you're going to put a picture on there that makes it feel like I'm going somewhere. Right. And so. half the time, whatever instructor I pick, it's just because she's easy to look at. Right. And I'm not trying to be a chauvinist. I know they're, they're flaming me for that, but Stop. hey, at least I'm on the bike. Right. Listen, that's the important part. I'm on the journey. Should we talk about the chauvinist thing real quick? Sure. All right, this is a newsflash. Guys like to look at girls. True story. That's that's it. That's the whole story. Sorry. Sorry about that. But some guys like to look at girls. Some guys like to look at guys. And either way, it's so, fine. Some girls like to look at guys. Some girls like to look at girls. And guess what? They're probably not thinking nice thoughts about you. They're probably thinking about how you the could thoughts, be wearing less clothing. The thoughts I'm thinking are very nice. <laughs> well, they're nice. Well, th- So they're nice to you, but might be a little on the dirty side. Right. You know, which is also nice, you know. But, yeah, and, and the thing is, like, you see, you'll see these, so there are a bunch, of, like, filming at the gym is, like, this new thing. Oh, uh, you know, before you, uh, Joey Swole. I follow him, yeah. Yep, I was okay, just going okay, to mention right, Joey Swole. All right, all right, go ahead, then. We're so, on the same page. Um, these people that film at the gym, these girls show up, they're these influencers, they're wearing these you know, pretty much uh, leggings that are spray leggings, which are one of the best inventions ever. By the way, <laughs> yeah, um, we're not discouraging the ladies from wearing these things. Please continue. Just, yes, they're spray painted on. They're pretty much wearing next to nothing. They these companies make leggings that intentionally like go in their butt and go. <laughs> you know, pretty much it looks like they're they're like naked, but they're covered up. Sure, but you it leaves nothing to the imagination, and they're wearing a bra. And they get offended when people look at them. And the bra doesn't really cover that much. But the reason that they're filming themselves is to get likes and follows on Instagram. Right. Who's liking and following them? I'm telling you right now, to the to the girl that's that's squatting 135, I'm not taking workout advice from you. <laughs> that's not why I'm following you. Yeah. I'm not no one's looking at you because you're really doing a great job. Yeah. Now, there are women who I do follow on Instagram who put out some legit fitness and workout advice. And now they are attractive, yeah. but that has nothing to do with the reason why, why I'm, follow, like, I'm following them because of the content that they're presenting. Like they're, they're presenting some yeah. great workouts, 
So, but their um, channels are geared toward that. Yeah. It's geared toward teaching. It's not geared to look at me do these squats and these and practically nothing. Right. With makeup on. Yes. It's like, okay. Yeah. So, but Joey Swole like calls him out. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And that dude's freaking yoked. But he also calls out the good people too. Yeah. So like, speaking of women at the gym, there was this one video that went kind of viral and he showed it, but I, I saw it before where this one young dude, big dude, blonde haired kid is kind of flexing in the mirror and taking pictures of himself or whatever. Whatever. You look, you're tracking progress, doing whatever you're going to do. And this little, I'm going to call her Korean. I don't know if she's actually Korean, but she's definitely Asian, of yeah. Asian descent. Yeah, I've seen it, yep. And she, she walks over, and she said, and she gives him some advice. She says, don't be so upright when you're doing that pose. Dip your shoulder down, and it will look better. Yeah. And the kid took the advice. Didn't say word one. Yeah. Just took the advice. She obviously knew what she was doing as far yeah, as just, posing. And it turns out she was an ex-bodybuilder. Yeah. And she apparently worked on a military base. So in the comments section I was reading through, apparently that's like one of the things she does. Like she'll be in the gym and she's like the grandma of the gym who knows her shit. Mm-hmm. And all these young dudes in the military like they, no, like no one gives her talk nothing. It's like yeah. if she's coming over to you, you take that advice because she knows her shit. Mm-hmm. And and you can yeah. tell even if you didn't know the background of her, just by the way she carries herself and looks, mm-hmm. you can tell she's probably in her fifties, sixties, maybe maybe older. Yeah, I don't know. And the fact that she's in the gym and then the shape she's in, hell yeah. Um, and I, I, the video, she walked, the, some young dude with like longer, longish blonde hair. Mm-hmm. And she tells him to just change the angle of his shoulders and how he's flexing. Yeah. And even as a novice or not knowing anything about uh, bodybuilding, I'm like, yeah, that actually worked because he looks a lot bigger that, after she talked to him. Well, then, so. And then Joey did the video of him doing it. He's like, there's no way that works. And then he does it <laughs> like, oh, it works. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no. So I I like when he points out the good people in the gym too, because yep. he's pointed out like the the people that kind of pick on others at the gym, like those people. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm gonna record this guy because he's such a creep. Like, maybe he's not. You mean that guy that walked past you, didn't look at you, did his exercises and left? Yeah. There's another. There's another video he had where it was a girl trying to call someone out for me and. She's lifting and gets stuck, and the dude comes over and spots her. She's like, oh, he's such a creep. And I could – no, lady, you lost that one. You were you were about to you, – you had to bail on that squat, and you didn't, and he saved your ass, and you're yeah. going to say he's a creep just for likes and follows. And then she – it's funny because when he calls them out, they, they pull their videos because Joey yeah. Swole's got – what is he, the millions of followers? Like, yeah. Well, so. the, well, there was the other video, though where it was starting to show that it was backfiring. So this one lady, she was doing a squat, and she lost it. So she went all the way to the ground until the the reserve catch bar got mm. her. Because it was a freestanding squat rack. Yeah. So And they always have, like, the two bars around, like, mm-hmm. your, your knees and shins area. Yeah, so, like, mine, my power rack, I have it. If I'm squatting heavy, I'll slide the bars in close to where the bar's going to be. 
So if I, ha- if I have to bail, the the weight's only falling, um, you know, a couple inches. Yeah. Um, or like on bench, I know where I'm coming down to. I'll have it set just below that, so it's not you know crushing my larynx. So I'm not dying. So in this instance, she she didn't let it roll off her back and just go. Mm. She got stuck underneath it, and nobody would come to help her because. And I I do think that's because they didn't want to be like the guys in the gym didn't want to be that guy in the other video where they go and help the girl. And then she turns on him and be like, "Oh, you're such a predator." Yeah. Like, no, you were getting crushed by yeah, you know, two twenty five. Yeah. So next time you'll just die. <laughs> right. Well, and like she had a tough time getting out. Yeah. And it, it didn't look like anyone, no one came over, and like, and he was like, "This is what happens when, yeah, you know, not that it's consequences, but he's like, I don't blame these guys for not helping you mm-hmm. because look what's happened." They don't. They don't want to be the next Instagram fool. Yeah. You know, or or TikTok fool, or whatever. You know, and well, because that's what these that's what these people do is they'll go and they'll say, "Okay, internet, let's make this guy famous." Well, he's just trying to help you out. You know, and now, great. There probably are guys out there being huge creepers and douchebags. I get it. You know, there are there are people in gyms that do that, and I've seen it. Like I I, I work out at home now, so I don't go to the gym to see it but when i used to go to the gym and, and see it like i'm doing my thing and i'd see some dude that would just follow a girl around yeah like you know dude, go talk to her you know but none of these kids know how to talk to them because they're so busy texting and buried in their phones anyway but right um like you're either going to be like get rejected all out and not be a creep or just be that weird dude that's like you know hiding behind the the squat rack Staring well, at her. I also, I think that comes with age, though. Because when I was younger, I didn't want to get rejected either. It, it, it's a tough blow to your ego a little yeah. bit. When you get older, especially if, you, if you've been married, like, I don't give a fuck. Right. Not that, not that you're trying to go get digits. Yeah. But, like, your, your whole mentality of, if I was single, I wouldn't give a shit. Well, I'm not single. Right. I'm not trying to get digits. I don't, I, I'm not approaching randoms. Yeah. I'm not approaching anyone, to be honest with you. I, I'm barely lucky if I make it out of my house. So of course I'm going to say it doesn't matter. But I mean, I've let myself go. Yeah, oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, because let's face facts. Let's say let's say tomorrow I'm a single man. I ain't catching anything with, with, with this. I better get back on AOL. You know, chat rooms. Better get back on that business. Get back to the AOL. <laughs> call, call AOL and get your right. instant messenger set up again. That's right. I better get back in them chat rooms. Window videos. Get some blockbuster and chill. Right. <laughs> you got to go back to that style. Um, no, I, I, I get divorced. I'm dying an old man alone. 100%. That's what's going on. Maybe a blow up doll. Who knows? Who knows what's there's, going on? There's been a lot of advances in that department. You know what? Yeah. I mean... If, if, the, if the wife kicks it, you know, hope she doesn't, you know, and take some of that life insurance money and get myself a real doll. You know, that would be the new wife. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the girl, I don't think my girls will take her in, you know, as one of one of their own. But, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> this uh, is your new mom. It's all, it's all hypothetical at this point, right? <laughs> Doesn't got to be real. Um, 
Yeah, that's good, good stuff. Um, speaking of fitness, weight loss. So I don't understand any of this shit. No, it's weird. So the last weight loss update we did, what was it? For me, it was two weeks, no weight loss. Mm-hmm. We're about, I think we're two weeks away from that one, roughly. Maybe, th- yeah, two. Probably when, two, maybe three. Yeah, from when we recorded it. Yeah. I think we're about two weeks off. So two weeks, lost no weight. Third week, still lost no weight. I mean, I was chilling at 329. Yeah. Which, don't get me wrong, that's 21 pounds. All right. Every, do that and you do that in eight, what, what was it, six weeks, whatever? Great. Mm-hmm. Everyone's happy with that. I was happy, but I'm fine with it. But, of course, the, the doubt creeps in your mind. Three weeks, no weight loss. Yeah. You're making the sacrifices. You're doing what you need to do. Now, was I a, scout? Was I a Boy Scout? No, I was not. Mm-hmm. But did I have more than one cheat day in a week? No, I did not. Mm-hmm. Like, I I kept the cheating to a minimum. Um, I did not drink water like I should have. That's where I'm lacking, too. Yeah. Now, that being said, so now we're week four. So first three weeks, no weight loss. I weighed myself today. All of a sudden, dropped seven pounds. Cool. Like I, I'm down. So now I'm down to three twenty. I think it was three twenty three point one, something like that. So I went from just sitting at three twenty nine and some change for three weeks. Weighed myself today. I don't think I did anything drastically different. In fact, I feel like I had a worse week eating wise. This week, than I did in any of the prior three weeks. Yeah, I should and, and drop seven pounds out of that. I should jump on the scale. So my, I don't get on the scale. Well, part of the reason is because the scale in my bathroom is I need to change the batteries. I just haven't done it. Um, and then the other reason is the other thing I use is the is my belt because I've always been more body composition than just plain weight. So the my belt, I had to pull it in a notch. So what I do when I put my belt on is I pull it as tight as I can and I loosen it to where it's comfortable. Mm-hmm. So I got it all the way to the to the last hole and then I backed it off too. Well, back around the Super Bowl, I was getting it to where I was backing it off. I couldn't even get it to the last hole. I was pretty much I'd have I get to maybe there are two holes empty and then I'd have to back it off two more. So I had a total of four holes on the belt that were um you know, four holes too fat. Well now I'm to the point where I've only got two extra holes on the belt. So there's definitely been some changes going on body comp wise. So we hold on, I'm not following you. So when you say you got f- you're talking about four holes from the tip, or are you talking about four holes from the long end, from the other side? So, so, so like the tightest you can make it, right? You you're saying you 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 have four holes from that? I now? S- no, I'm okay. at two holes now. I was at four, um, a month ago. So a month ago, a month ago, I had four. I could make it four holes smaller. Now I can only make it two holes smaller. Does that make sense? So, you're getting bigger? No, smaller. 
there's only two holes remaining that I can go to make it tighter. Oh, to make it the top. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so you were saying that it was, I used to have four holes remaining. Now I only have two holes that I can make it tighter to the tightest point. Yeah. So, so eventually, so technically, you, you need to buy a belt sometime in the next. Probably I just drill holes in them. Or that. Yeah. Or that. Like, okay. Yeah. All right. That's that's. See, I, I actually use the ratchet belt. Okay. So I don't use holes. Yeah. I just pull. I, I pull it. And it rat. And I don't wear my belt under my belly. I wear my belt over top of it. I know. I wear it under. Yeah. Which leads to other issues. Yeah. Like Dunlop's disease. Oh, it hurts. <laughs> it like it digs in. Like well, that's fat why is I, heavy. I don't care what people say. Well, fat I is hate heavy. wearing jeans. I hate jeans. Like my father-in-law wears jeans like to relax in. And yeah. I'm like. Dude, if I'm wearing jeans, I cannot wait to get the jeans off. Yeah. I, I wear them a lot. And yeah, in the evening, I, I I mean, I probably wear them until I get to like bedtime. And then I switch to shorts or sweatpants yeah. or whatever. I, I do wear them just because other than sweatpants, what am I going to wear? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I guess I could wear khakis. Yeah. But I don't I, like I work from home. I'm not wearing khakis in my house. Dude, if I work from home, I yeah. wear sweatpants all the time. I, 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 I do think about that. In fact, I, pants would probably be optional. <laughs> if I was on a Zoomer, yeah. I would have a shirt on. Like, oh, yeah. he looks so professional with that shirt on. <laughs> I'd be like the mullet party. Party so, in the back, business in the front. I've, I, I found, though, that if I don't dress to at least a minimum level, then it doesn't, it doesn't feel like work and i don't get motivated to do anything yeah. for for work so at least with the jeans and the polo that's what i could that's what i sometimes would wear to work so at least i'm in somewhat work attire um dude i remember my dad getting dressed to go to work every day he'd wear a suit yeah that's, like he'd get up that's a much higher level than i am yeah <laughs> i well I, he, I would wear khakis and a polo that's he was my in the same work you know if i went in but he he'd wear a suit and then now like it's almost like the business look is like what is it the uh fleece vest and khakis like that's what they all wear now yeah um <laughs> like derek from something some solutions right. is wearing the fleece vest and khakis yes um and like that's what they wear now like no one's wearing suits anymore. like people are wearing suits are like uh lawyers maybe people on wall street stuff like that that are yeah. commuting into the city but other than that like it's all um, you know, if you work for something, you know, solutions, then it's, uh, you're wearing the, like yeah. Greg Youngkin from the governor of Virginia, like, sure. <laughs> so I, so I, I do have a decision coming up, um, with the weight and the body composition talk. Um, the jeans I'm wearing now, so I'm wearing a 4630 jean. Okay. Relax fit Levi's for those who wonder um mostly because i like cheap jeans i used mm-hmm. to i used to wear old navy jeans but we don't have the old navy around us anymore yeah and old navy has nothing that fits right not They're anymore fat phobic so i i got the 4630 levi's relaxed fit i can put about four fingers of space like like a you know four fingers side by side like if mm-hmm. you do like the uh the sign language b okay all four fingers can fit between the waistband and my waist, or my hips, whatever, wherever. Because I wear it below the belt yeah. or below the the belly. Um, 
the belt is basically holding the pants up. Like if I take the belt off, the pants are pants. I, I don't have to unbutton or anything. They're off. Yeah. My, so I tried 4430s because I did have a pair in the house. Um, I need to wash them though to loosen them up because now I'm running into the problem where the 44s fit at the at the um, at the buckle and the and the zipper. Mm-hmm. But my thighs are a little bit thick. Well, the skinny jean looks in. Yeah, but this this is this is a little too much. Are these like leggings? It's almost like I I can't like if if you drop something on the ground, could you pick it up? Eh, <laughs> eh, probably, probably not. I would not comfortably. No, you have to get one of your kids to go pick it up. Yeah, like I'd have to kind of like do it like a lean. Like if I just bent over, like the pants would just ass would be out. Yeah. So I'm in that dilemma right now, and I might just need to find a different like style of jean. Maybe a different cut. I mean, Levi's makes a bunch of different ones. So. My suggestion would be, yeah, get rid of the big jeans, make the new jeans your new standard, and then lose weight to fit into them better. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, I just gotta hope I lose weight in the thigh area. And there's actually, well, it's just uncomfortable. You know, I would say, like, don't squat because it'll make your thighs bigger. Oh, I don't do any exercise. Don't worry about that. Right? There's no exercise occurring. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> I, I, in fact, I mean. Oh, remember that, I, I, like, a few episodes ago, I talked about that one walk I did? Was that the last one you did? That was the last one I did. Oh, boy. I one 10-minute walk around my neighborhood. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, haven't done it yet. I haven't done it again. So, which, the weight loss, the weight loss, considering the weight loss has still occurred well, without anything, it's, it's pretty amazing. It's 20% diet, or 80% diet. Yeah. So, I've been stuck. Um, now, I haven't weighed myself, but I dropped... 15 pounds quick and now i've kind of been hovering between that 15 and 20 pound mark and just kind of locked in there not going anywhere um now i did try to go because we're using the same carb manager app i did try to go uh and i did get myself into ketosis i'm convinced because i started to stink Mm. and when you get that's one of the symptoms of ketosis is like you're like and I was like, that doesn't smell like just normal stink. That smells like different. Um, it smells like a little bit like shit. So I, looked, like, yeah, oh, so I looked it up, God and I was damn, like, what is that? Yeah, and it was accurate. I should have just kept it rolling, but I didn't because I'm a freaking weak person, and I was like, oh, pizza, don't mind if I do. But the one thing I have done is what it's made me do is realize that so – Monday night at the local pizza place, it's the it's the pizza special. So we always get pizza on Monday night. And because Monday nights are loaded with practices and stuff, it, it's actually really convenient. What I do is I order a Greek salad with chicken, and that's what I eat. And then I'll have a slice of pizza. Right, so you eat the, you eat the salad first. Right. Yeah. And then I have the pizza, and I have a slice or two of pizza, and that's all I need. I'm good. Yeah. Whereas before... We get two pies, and I was eating. I was good for at least six slices of that pizza. Um, I'm bringing my lunch in every day. It mainly consists of of a protein and vegetables, so that's good. You know, um, good stuff to eat there. So it's made me more conscious of what I'm eating. Yeah. Now my in laws are in town. It's hard to make a, a meal for six people. And then a separate meal for me. Right. Especially when practice and stuff. And then um, 
my mother-in-law has been a huge help. Uh, so like when we're running the kids back and forth, like today we had swimming. So she made dinner. She made just grilled cheese and, and soup. It wasn't tomato soup. It was chicken veg, sure. like chicken noodle. But you know what? Grilled cheese. I came home. I didn't have to cook anything. It was awesome. The night before, um, her and my wife made chicken cutlets and these nice like roasted potatoes that she makes and some green beans. So I had that. It wasn't keto because there's right. freaking carbs in it. But I didn't house three bowls of pasta. Right. So my I definitely in a caloric deficit. Um, I'm not eating as much as I used to. I'm not housing chips. I'm not housing. I mean, we're right near Easter. For those of you who don't know, I love jelly beans. This is jelly bean season. Um, and all these companies, for also you didn't, those who didn't know, make jelly beans. So like there's sweet tart jelly beans. There's Swedish fish jelly beans. Starburst jelly beans. Starburst. But see, star, that's almost that's that's almost like not even sophisticated enough for me now. Oh. Sour Patch Kids jelly beans. Oh, they're good. Nerds jelly beans. Mm. Um, the trolley. Uh, they're like trolley sour gummy sour jelly beans. Yeah. So like there are Welsh's fruit snack jelly beans. I mean, there's a ton of them and I sample them now before I would just house bags of them. Like I need a bag in a night now. Nope. Not like I'm not doing like Can't do it. So that's a good, that's good. Now my workouts have not been where they've been. I've been super busy. Um, getting up early, coming home late. So I'm not getting my workouts in. Work's going to slow down, though, and I'll be able to get the AM workout in or the workout in the gym at work in. I'll be able to do that. So I'm kind of looking forward to that, um, and I'll see where I go. So, But the key, key though, is you – are you eating exactly as you should? The answer is no, right? But you haven't fallen – off the wagon to what you were eating. Right. So it's it's almost like your good weeks are good. Yeah. Your bad weeks aren't as bad as what you started with, though. Mm-hmm. So you're not... It, it, that alone makes it so that you're not... Like, if you do have the weakness or whatever the heck you want to call it, which I don't like calling it weakness. It, people are people. Yeah. Shit's going to happen. Your, your, your cravings are cravings. It is what it is. Look... Sugar is one of the most powerful drugs on this planet. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, right now, like I got a taste for sugar in my mouth right now, but you know, tonight I'm not going to have sugar. You can satisfy that with alcohol. Right. Well, <laughs> but I, like, no, but there are no carbs in this alcohol. Yeah. That's the benefit of, that's one and of the reasons to whiskey. And that's another thing that I made a big change in is I'm not drinking the amount of beer I used to. Yeah. So... I'll go out, like, tonight, I got I got home after, sw- I came home from work, changed, got the, got my middle son ready, went right to the pool, he had swim practice, came back, I have not sat down, well, I sat down at the dinner table, but I've spent maybe 30 minutes total in today, since I woke up, like, not moving in right. my house. 
So I haven't like sat on the couch and just watched TV yet. Yeah. Um, so busy day, but what it's you know what what all this is is showing me is that I don't have to just crush food. But I had two beers, you know, normally. Yeah, come home and drink a six pack. Like, it was right. nothing. Yeah, games are on. I'm gonna pop a bag of microwave popcorn. That went pretty quick. I'm gonna make another one. Right. So, oh, there's oatmeal cream pies. I'm gonna eat three of those. Right. So I'm not doing that. So that's a good, you know, that's a positive takeaway. Right. So, but and that's what I'm saying. Like, your, your, uh, the the days you are not eating the best you can are still nowhere near as bad as what you were doing before. Right. Like the extremes are not as extreme. Yeah. As they were. Right. And that's that's kind of like I'm, I'm in the same kind of boat there. Mm-hmm. Um. Like one, like my wife was away for the weekend. I had the girls. We did a movie night in the house, <clears throat> so we went to the grocery store and got we got uh, movie snacks. So we went and got the cheesy popcorn, the butter popcorn. Uh, they each picked out a candy. Yeah, I I tried to pick out the most carb friendly candy there was, which you know I, I'm I'm finding that there are more and more carb friendly sweets. Mm-hmm. Now this was like it was like the, their take on a peanut butter cup. Okay. It was called like Ocho something. Ocho Cinco. Something like that. <laughs> um, only had like seven grams of carbs mm-hmm. for one. But you know what? I popped one in, got my sugar fixed. I stopped. Yeah. Uh, I did have some popcorn though. So I had some carbs with that. But, and again, that's what I'm saying. Like this, like this weekend, probably not. This past weekend probably wasn't my best. But somehow, and this is what I don't understand. Somehow I still dropped. Seven pounds. Yeah. That was a pound a day mm-hmm. over last week. Yeah. That makes zero sense to me. Three weeks, no weight loss. Mm-hmm. And for me, I, I the number the number doesn't matter so much, right? I use the number, though, because it's the unit of measure I have available to me. Yeah, well, the right. thing is you can't measure, you can't put yourself in a tank and see, and first of all, BMI is bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um to get a true measure of your body composition, you know, fat versus the rest of your body, you need to get yourself in a tank. Um, you can't do that. But I mean, for, so, for and the, BMI, for though. yeah, BMI is just a height weight calculator. That's all it is. It's a rate. It's a height weight ratio. Yeah. Um, and if you go and look at it, like according to the stupid charts which were made in the fifties, Alex Ovechkin's obese. You know. Um, J.J. Watt is morbidly obese because mm-hmm. it doesn't take into account muscle mass. So, you know, but the, if the scale is all you have and it's a barometer so that you can measure, then, you know, use it. Why not? Like, I don't think anyone would say don't use it. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just looking this up real quick. Just because if we're using BMI, um, I was just checking what mine was. And what it is now, just to see what drive again. I, I, there's you just measures, right? It might not be a great measure, but it's a measure for me. And again, for me, the way I see it is because I'm not trying to build muscle at this point. I, I just, I just want to, I want to drop fat. That's mm. that's my goal in this. Drop the fat, get healthier. Um, and for me, weight on a scale is going to show me that progress. Yeah. It might not be the best. It, it's just a unit of measure that I'm using. Mm. Um, it, it, it just kind of, 
I'm sure other people use different measures, but this is what I'm, I'm, I'm like the but also like the genes thing. You know, like if my genes start falling off, then something is getting smaller. Well, yeah, right. So then it's another, like it's well, like me with my belt. Like the belt barometer is a real thing. Um. So yeah, I think you're you know the genes barometer for you. Like I think that's a more accurate measure of body comp than uh, a BMI number. Sure. So let's just take, we'll start January 1, okay? My BMI was 50.8, and that was not my highest. Uh, if we want to go to my highest, it was, let's see, December 18. That was so that was the starting weight. So 349.2, mm-hmm. 51.7 on the BMI. So now if we go to March, and we do 23rd, which is today, the weight was 323.1, which is, I mean, 17. Yeah. Roughly 60. I don't know, 17, 60. Someone else do the math. BMI, 47.9. Mm-hmm. So I'm dropping, let's see, three, maybe four on the BMI, and then 26 on the, on the, on the weight. Yeah. So it's just measure though. It's it's something I can use to kind of track some kind of progress. Yeah. And you know the jeans is another one, right? Now, I can't officially say I've dropped a pants size cuz I haven't. I'm still wearing the 46s. Mm-hmm. Could I probably get by with the 44s and the denim would probably stretch out and fit a little bit better on the thighs? Yes. Yeah. Um I might wash them and then just wear them for a couple of days to see if that happens. Yeah. Um, but for now I'm sticking with the 40 or, or maybe I just wait another week or two, mm-hmm. maybe some extra inches or whatever come off of there. And then the, the 44s fit fine. Yeah. So, well, I think you'll see. So the thing, the thing that, that gets, you know, with, with BMI, like, and all those height, weight charts and things like that, if you were to say for whatever reason, you watched a whole bunch of Joey Swole videos and decided that you were going to just like crush weights, <laughs> yeah. crush protein, and you started building muscle and losing fat. Your your weight can go up. Right. But you're getting f- your the the physical volume of the space that you take up is now smaller. And also your health has improved. But your BMI might go up. So you'd have some asshole doctor to be like, oh, well, BMI, you're, you're, you're obese. You know? You'd be like, well, motherfucker, can you can you pull five hundred pound deadlifts? Yeah, I gotta see. So there, are, I I do see the benefits of weightlifting, building muscle mass, and losing fat. I've got a different mindset of I'd rather I want to concentrate on this. I want to concentrate on losing the fat, and then when I get down to a more reasonable weight, then I'm I would then I'll add some well, weight training. Well, into I think it. the the one. And even as fat as I've gone, gotten, lifting has been a consistent part of my life. So for me, ramping it up or whatever is not a big deal because my body's used to doing it. Um, if you haven't been, though, what you don't want to do is hurt yourself. Right. Because then you're just screwed. Um, but I look at it more as burning the candle from both ends. If I'm building muscle at the same time melting fat, I'm getting closer to my goal. The other thing is, though, weight is weight. So your knees don't know whether it's holding 400 pounds of muscle or 400 pounds of fat. Yeah. 
So, but on the, but to counter that, the, that muscle you're building is also going to be in your knees, your lower back, your hips. It's going to help support that weight better. Right. If you're given the choice of being 400 pounds of fat or 400 pounds of muscle, you'd be a fool to pick the fat. Correct. You know. Let me, um, let me ask you this, though. You might know this. Let, let's say you've got two different people. Both are at 285. One's, one's mostly fat. The other one is lean and shredded. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't have any reasoning for this thought. But does that weight and that and both body compositions put extra stress on the heart? And like the ability to pump blood. I mean, think about muscle. The heart is a muscle itself, mm-hmm. but it's surrounded by muscle as well. As that muscle gets bigger, can it constrict the area in which the heart operates? No, because the area that the heart is in, and I guess that's the thoracic cavity. The muscles on the outside. Okay, so it, so it won't it won't constrict it. Though. No, so it's not like you're you're just freaking yoked, and none of that muscle is going to be inside the thoracic cavity. It's only going to be outside. Right. Whereas, can fat get around the heart? Yes. Okay. So and then the it's kind of like pro- fatty liver. Right. right. And then the other thing with fat is that it can get what you know your heart is working hard to pump that fat has more volume. All that fat tissue has to be sustained with, with your by your one heart. So it's, it has to travel. There's a bigger distance it's traveling, where the muscle tissue is more dense. So I, I don't think like the the blood vessels are have to get move as much blood. Now when the muscles are in, in motion and working, of course they're using more. They're putting a bigger demand on the heart. Mm-hmm. But I think that goes down once the muscle stops. Now muscle does have a natural. Uh, muscle metabolizes at rest. It's one of the reasons why men are, feel warmer than women. Men have higher muscle mass, and that muscle is at rest is is takes energy to sustain itself. So I think at that point, um, you know, you're but uh, you're, so, you're still better to have given the choice of if you replace all your fat with muscle, you'd be doing a lot better than if you had. Um, well, and that also, so all these apps kind of let you know what your resting, resting, I guess it's resting metabolism, but, but basically. Yeah, they call it your basal metabolic rate. So, yeah. So essentially just by sitting on a couch, your body uses a certain number of calories just to help you breathe, poop, uh, look at TV, whatever. Keep your brain running. Yes. Um, now, if you, let's say you have more muscle. Mm-hmm. And that muscle, from what I understand, the muscle needs more energy just to sustain itself. Is, I mean, or does it use it? So basically, would you, let's say both guys, 285 pounds. One's fat, one's muscle. Does the guy with muscle, assuming he's not going to work out that day, he's going to be sedentary, just like mm-hmm. the other guy. Rest day. Yes. Does the guy whose muscles, who, who's all muscle, or mostly, or 20%, but what do you know what I mean? Does he have a higher calorie need for that same same day style as the fat guy? If you go, if you go by the theory that muscle at rest, 
requires energy to sustain itself, then yes. Okay. And that's one of the things, like, and also through when you get into uh, hypertrophy, so when you're trying to build muscle. Um, it's a big word right there, by yeah. the way. Uh, Andrew, you thank Andrew Huberman for me knowing that one. Um, but when that, after the workout, so they'll say, like, go and run on the treadmill. And you get a lot of skinny dudes like, oh, you want to lose weight? Go run. No, you're probably better doing squats. Because doing squats, now your body has to repair that muscle. So even after the workout is stopped, you're continuing to burn calories. Whereas running on the treadmill, the second your heart rate returns to normal, it's done. Right. You're over. Right. So, but yeah, just by sitting there, that more muscular body is going to burn more. Think of it as engines at idle. What engines burning more? Is your is the V eight in your Yukon burning more, or the four cylinder in your uh, Equinox burning more at idle? Right. Which one's using more fuel? Right. Yeah, it's I mean, it's an interesting thing. I mean, I don't think it's going to change my mind to actually get up and do something. <laughs> yeah, physically, physically wise, I don't think I'm. I I do know at some point. I mean, it, it's kind of like at some at some point as the weight comes off. I'm probably going to want to do more physical things. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not going rock climbing. I'm not doing anything stupid. No, that's dangerous. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm not I'm not going to start doing that, right? Like, I'm not going to take up those kind of new hobbies. But let's say, let's say uh, there's an opportunity to play pickleball. Right mm-hmm. now, I'm probably not taking it. But if I'm smaller and my joints don't feel like garbage, yeah. Maybe I'm gonna go play that pickleball, or I'll go fill in for someone in a one-time thing. I'm not gonna make it a hobby. I'm not gonna. I, I don't think I'm ever. I, don't, I just don't think I have the mentality to be like a super active person. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that ship sailed long ago. Um, and I'm never gonna be the guy who goes and running at six a.m. No, like, like we have a friend that does that. God bless him. Oh, I watched him today. I was like, yeah. you, that sucks. Yeah, like I hate running. It looks awful to me. Every sport I've ever played, running was a punishment. Yeah, football. Jump off sides, run, hockey, you screw up, skate, uh, lacrosse, you screw something up, run, you know. Um, so yeah, running's just a. I I hate it. Every sport I've ever done, I've always picked the position where there was the least amount of running. <laughs> lacrosse, goalie, soccer, goalie, football, offense and or defensive line, or and actually uh, ended up being a place kicker. <laughs> you can't get less running than that, Mm-mm. or a punter. Um, let's see, uh, what was the other one? Uh, that's, that was pretty much, I did something else. I can't remember what else. I did. Hockey, goalie. Yeah. Um, I mean, like I did the things you had to move or you had to do the least amount of cardio with. Now with hockey goalie, you got to get up and down. Yeah. Hockey. Right? It's so funny. You, Cause people think, Oh, the, the goalie, like that's the fat kid. Like, I'll tell you what, playing that, like when you. I didn't play super high levels, but when you start playing like more competitive levels of hockey and you're doing the, you know, up downs and, you know, dropping into butterflies and popping back up and moving around. Like, yeah, it's uh, sometimes just skating around, flying around the rinks a little bit easier. I heard once, I heard a rumor that, that um, hockey goalies can lose up to like four pounds in one game. Oh yeah. Now most of it's probably like water weight. Cause yeah. you sweat a ton of like, I don't think I've ever sweat as much as I have as being uh, a hockey goalie. Yeah. Oh, I used to get off the ice just... Just now, trenched. Two days in August playing football, that's a lot of sweat. 
Yeah, um, no, yeah, yeah. But that's because it's just hot. But everything's ex- like most, uh, yeah. But mo- you have more areas of your body exposed. Yeah. So your body, your skin can breathe a little bit more. As a hockey goalie, nothing is exposed. Oh, I remember taking my gear off and just being like, of course, because I was a 15 year old idiot. Like, no, why would I dry my stuff off? I'm just going to leave it in the bag. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not um, like someone dumped a bucket of water on it. Except the water would have been sweat. Yeah. And then you take your stuff off. Like, there's a slime on your skin uh-huh. from the gear. And I, so this was, I mean, not super recent, but my parents bought a 1996 Grand Caravan. So. OG? Yeah. But it was like the, the 96 was the first, like, the jelly bean look. Yeah. Uh, maybe in 95. In any case, it was a Grand Caravan. They had it up, I think, up through college for me. So, like, I got my first real job. And I remember getting into to go somewhere with them when I was at home visiting in the summer, and it still smelled like hockey equipment. You Oh, you don't get that out? No, because no. I would just leave it in the, tr- in the back of the van. You got to rip the carpet out <laughs> to, to get yeah. that out. You need a whole new interior. Yeah. That was bad. I'm surprised your parents kept it after you left. Like, yeah. The funny part is they probably tried to trade it in, and the dealer was like, oh, we, we can't take this. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you $0 for this because yeah. we can't sell it. Well, my dad wasn't a car guy, so he but, just didn't care. And they would drive cars. Is he a nose guy? He had a nose? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why, why would he want to keep smelling that? They would, I, could, <laughs> I could see if you lived it, like when you were living at home and he kept, like the equipment was still in there and being yeah. used. Like you don't replace that to put the stink in another car. But once you're gone... <laughs> Get rid of that thing. Dad was nose deaf. <laughs> None of our cars ever got traded on anything unless it limped into the dealership. <laughs> like, that was its last trip, yeah. was to the dealer to be traded in. Um, and the only thing they gave it, like, it was like, like, we'll give you, you know, anything for your trade. Like, that was the trade. And it wasn't like, oh, hey, we want to negotiate this deal, like... I'll give you 50 bucks and the tank better be full. Right, right. <laughs> we'll give you anything for trading except that car. <laughs> and the hockey I mean, stick. You give us 50 and we'll take it Like, that hands. thing was going directly to the junkyard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, all those sports, I mean, I, you can find something you like doing. Um, I, th- like, look, I think I wouldn't, I, th- I don't mind, I like golf. I will go, not that that's a, I mean, like, I'm going to offend a lot of people. Golf is not an athletic sport. It's a skilled sport, but I don't have to go run and, and endure. And it's like, I wouldn't call it a, uh, an endurance sport. And I think to even qualify that further, eliminate the PGA. Those dudes are athletes. You know, they're like, they train like they're athletes. Yeah. But in order to compete at that level, they have to. Listen, there's a guy on Bob Dust Sports called Fat Perez mm-hmm. who shoots scratch golf. <laughs> like, he he himself might be an athlete, but if my man at three, like, he's probably a good 425, 450. Yeah. Probably my height, though. <laughs> All right. But don't those PGA guys have to walk the course? They do. Yeah. They do. I don't, I, I don't know if I'm willing to give it on this one yet. I think my next time you play golf, walk it, and then we'll revisit the topic. I'm different though, because <laughs> <laughs> I walked the the par three, yeah, the nine hole par three at Severna Park, and I was like, 
yeah, this sucks. Yeah. It was also July, and I may or may not have been carrying, um, in addition to the three golf clubs I brought with me, my cooler full of beer. <laughs> <laughs> Beverages. <laughs> Hydration. Yes. Right. <laughs> so maybe, maybe not. Could have happened. But, um, yeah, walking that thing, I was like, man, people walked 18 of this? <laughs> and a, lot, a longer hole, too. Yeah. Like, these are par threes. Like, I could, I probably would have been better just throwing the ball. By the way, they're par threes, but they're like 85 to 95-yard par threes. Yeah. They're not like 135-yard par you threes. Know, I left my clubs in the car, and I brought, I think I brought a putter, which I should have just skipped because I'm terrible at putting, a wedge, and like a seven iron. Like, yeah. I played, you probably could have played the, I could have played the whole thing with a nine iron. Right. That's probably what, I should just use that. <laughs> Because I can't putt for crap. So, you know, at least I'd have an excuse for lousy putting. Like, why is your putt so bad? Well, I used a nine iron. But, but to, to improve your golf game the most, the green is where to do it. You get the most bang for your buck on the green. Oh, yeah. Because if you can two putt every green, you can you can generally cut a, a stroke a hole. Yeah. If, if you're three putting on every green. What is it? Drive for show, putt for dough? Heck, yeah. Because think about it. You can... Go, I mean... If I was a smart human, I could probably be an average golfer or better than average. I mean, average is 90 to 90 to 95. That's what yeah. an average golfer hits. If you can do bogey golf, so fours on par, fours on par threes, five, fives on par fours, sixes on par fives. Mm-hmm. Essentially, so on a par four, if you took three shots to get, to, to get on the green and still two-putted, mm-hmm. that would be bogey. Same thing with a par three. Two mm-hmm. shots to get on. Well, no, that would not. Yeah, two two shots to get on, two putts. That's a four. Yeah. So if you can make it so you give yourself that extra shot to get on the green, but you can only, but you all you need is two putts each time. That's where you can make up the most ground in your golf game. If I can, if the if my score was ninety, for golf, like if that was what I consistently hit was ninety, I mean, like the best I ever shot in my life was one eleven. And but you don't play that much either. No, this this is when I think I was like seventeen years old, maybe eighteen. And me and my buddies like because you couldn't drink, so well, I mean you could, but like it wasn't like we were going to bars. So on a Friday night, like we go to the driving range at um for Montgomery County people, it's the uh, the Rio. There used to be a golf. You know, a drive range. It might have been replaced with a top golf or torn down to build <laughs> apartments or condos, but we would go there and hit two buckets of balls. And then if there's a high school party or something, like we'd go to that, but maybe like go catch a movie or go to Silver Diner for local people know what that is. But uh, like hitting a lot of golf balls. That was the best, was 111. That was the best I ever did. So, you know, now. I mean, I just do, like, I play, like, fundraisers and play best ball. Yeah, that's what I, I like doing that more. Um, I, I've gone and played a few, like, I'll, I used to play quite a bit. I used to play, like, probably three, four times a month. Yeah. And I got into the high night, high 80s. That was probably as good as I got. And then, like we talked about before, I forgot how to hit a golf ball, apparently. So I'd love, I'd really like to take a lesson so I have a 
an outing that I can go to coming up in June. So right now we're about it's it's right around exactly three months from now. Um, if I could go, I just don't want to make a complete ass out of myself. If I could go and learn how to, I think one of the problems is, is I just want to go and I think I have to kill the ball when I drive. And part of it is like, you know, if I just if you're playing a, a charity outing and I go out and I you're in the force of behind me. And I come up to the tee and I swing and the swing looks decent. And you hear that ping and then I freaking slice it off into the woods. No one sees that part. The force from behind me is like, no, oh, that sounded good. Now if I hit a worm burner that doesn't make it past the ladies' tee box, well then that's the you know, oh look at this clown. That pocket ball, let's do it again. Right. But um I'd like to get to the point where I'm not a complete liability in a foursome. Yeah. Yeah. So I did take a lesson this winter. I went over to the Nighthawk Golf Center in Crofton. Uh, super nice dude. Mm-hmm. I think his name is Brendan. I think that was his name. Uh, I'm going to go I'm gonna go talk to him again because he had me on the right track. And then because of my weight, because you're swinging at a lot of balls. Yeah. Because of my weight, I when I started to get tired... When, when my body starts to get tired, my swing falls apart. Mm-hmm. Like I, so, I, that's the endurance part yeah. of golf, I guess. So I wasn't even walking the course; I was literally inside in a track man, hitting balls into a net, uh, or uh, on the track man screen. And probably by the fifteenth or twentieth ball, I could start to feel it: uh, knees, ankles, back, especially. My back was yeah, and then. Your once your legs are gone, your swing screwed. Mm-hmm. So, I need to go back um, because he did. He was starting to fix certain things. Like I couldn't hit my irons for garbage. Like it was bad. Like couldn't get them off the ground. Yeah. Within fifteen minutes of a thirty-minute lesson, I was hitting my eight iron very solidly, uh, but it was almost a complete redraw of my swing. Yeah, like pulling like from the backswing to coming through, everything had to change. Mm-hmm. Hand position, hand motion, like I was snapping my wrists way too much. Um, so that's why I was pulling the ball with my irons all the time. So rather than hooking or rather than slicing or even hitting straight, I was it, it looked like a hook, but I was just hitting it in that direction. So <laughs> it wasn't like going a hundred yards out and then turning. It was just going to my right. And yeah. I'm a le- I'm a lefty, so for me to my right is ho- is pulling. Um, by by the end of 15 minutes, my eight iron was now going fairly straight, mm-hmm. um, and in the air, and and it, it fixed a lot of that. Yeah, um, we couldn't figure out the driver, and I got real frustrated. Um, but I I, th- I think I'm gonna go back to him again. I mean, it's not cheap. It's like I think it's like 60 bucks or a half hour. Um, but I think if I if I I still want to play golf, but I want to enjoy it. Yeah. Like I don't want like someone who's I played since I was thirteen, right? I shouldn't be having what essentially is the yips at this point. Mm-hmm. Except it's not really the yips; it's just horrible mechanics. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this isn't the Rick Ankiel situation where my where I look like I'm doing everything properly, and I'm throwing the ball to the backstop like Rick Vaughn. 
Yeah. This is not the situation. This is just me making poor contact, bad, like bad, bad swing mechanics. Um, cause I had designed a driver swing based on my old driver, which was bad equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, got a new driver. Couldn't adjust the driver swing to make that work. But then I, as I was trying to tweak it to make it work, I screwed up my iron swing. Yeah. Like, so now the, the driver swing was awful. The iron swing was awful. Everything was just done. Like I, I went out for a, a foursome in one of those charity things. I was the guy who looked like he had never played golf before. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is not good. So I'm probably going to go back, uh, hopefully two more times before the spring. And hopefully just get myself back to where I can play somewhat respectively. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to be in the high 80s again. I don't play enough. But if I can be under 100, I'm happy for a round. So, yeah. Yeah, I'd like to get to the point where I'm just, where I can, so like, say, rather than hitting the ball like it, like, say I can just drive all, and I, I can drive the ball, it's 175 yards, right, which, I don't know the distance, but that's not a huge drive. Right. But say it's 175 yards, and rather than being, like, hooked off into the woods, it's... Maybe the left or right, not dead center of the fairway, but like it's just on the fairway. Playing from the short grass will help you out a ton. Yeah. Rather than having to find it in the woods and, you know, that's the kind of thing like, so that it's not just, so that I know like every time I swing, it's going to do about the same thing. Rather than, because I'll go to the the driving range, pull the driver out, first ball, and blast it. And it's dead on straight, just flying nice. And then I go and say, oh, cool, pull the next ball. And it, like, bounces off the partition to the stall next to me. Like, what the hell? Like, I didn't change anything. Yeah. You know? And I guess because, like, the golf ball is so And everything's so fine. The adjustments are so... Any little thing off, and it does that. We're like, I'm used to shooting hockey pucks. Like, the hockey pucks kind of kind of do the same thing. You know, regardless. Like, it's it's going to kind of pretty much go... Depending on how I follow through and, and take the shot. It's going to pretty much go the same place. It might be... You know, maybe rather than being right under the crossbar, it dings off the crossbar. But it was in the same area. Right. You know, if I if I shot hockey pucks like I shoot golf balls, like, the puck would go backwards. Like, what, right. what is this? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, I, think that, I think we started this by saying that I'm probably not going to do any physical exercise. So maybe I should just stop playing golf too. <laughs> but I will say that, I mean, the one good thing about golf is... There's a reason why senior citizens do it. It's because you can. Yeah. It's probably the one hobby I'll be able to do into my elder years. Yeah. Like, tennis, I I guess if you're really in shape, you can stick with tennis. I mean, my uncle is always There's always pickleball. There's pickleball, sure. Um, Although, to be honest with you, if I was going to pick something to go, like, go be good at. Cornhole, bocce ball. Mm. Bocce ball's my jam. I actually, I want to build a bocce ball pit in my backyard. I, I got the, I have a bocce ball set. So do I. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't used it, but still in the box. But I love bocce ball. I, I, I do the high floaters. Mm-hmm. 
I guess you're not supposed to do that. Real bocce ball, you're supposed to bowl. Yeah. It's called, I guess, lawn bowling for a reason. But when we're playing on, like, someone's backyard, I'm, I'm what was that, Angels in the Outfield? Not Angels in the Outfield. Uh, where was it? Henry uh, Rowan Gartner. What was that movie? I forgot what it was. The, the Float It. Mm-hmm. Like, the mom go, Float It. <laughs> <laughs> so my, that's my, that was my bocce ball style. I was the Float It guy. Yeah. Landed in there nice and soft. Put it right next to that yellow ball. <laughs> that was my jam. But, yeah, I, I, that's about as... That's about as energetic as I like to get, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, I just don't, I I wish it made more sense as far as weight loss goes. Like there's nothing, there's nothing within reason that said I should have lost seven pounds this week and no pounds. The three previous, the three previous. And that's the frustrating part because then you get, and I think what you have to do, and I've been told this a bunch of times. Um, it, it's not a three-week process. Correct. It's a year-long, years-long process. So if you just continue to do the right thing, um, you might have ups and downs and plateaus, but over the period of that year of consistently doing the right thing, your trend is going to be down, which is where you want it to go. So well, let me ask you this. If I were to tell you, in three months, you'd lose 30 pounds, mm-hmm. out of 10 times, how how many times, and I, and I said, look, there's no major sacrifices here, and you don't have to exercise. How many times out of 10 would you do it? Just losing 10. 10 out of 10? Yeah. So, with me specifically, if I use January 1... Because I, I didn't really start on the keto thing until probably second or third week of January. Mm-hmm. But let's use January 1 as an arbitrary date. At the end of Mar- at the end of March 30th, so 90 days, what did I say, 30 days? Three months, right? Yes, yeah. so three months. So that would be the end of three months. I'm already down 26. If I can lose another three by the 30th, which probably won't happen because today's the 24th. Yeah. But, but let's say I get 30 pounds down. I think me in January would take this 10 times out of 10. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I don't feel like I've starved myself. I've had to change what I've eaten, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I haven't, like, I can't eat the sugars. Yeah. I haven't been able to, I love bread. Yeah. Haven't been able to eat it. Now, don't get me wrong. Again, there are have been days where I had, like, Took the girls out for dinner when the wife was out. I ate a dinner roll. Mm-hmm. I knew I shouldn't have done it. Yeah. Did it anyway. And again, that's what I'm saying though. Like I had bread. Yeah. And I still lost seven pounds this week. Mm-hmm. Had candy this week. Still lost seven yeah. pounds. Popcorn. Lo- I, it, it makes no sense. Yeah. I was much better with my eating the three prior weeks and lost nothing. And I think some of this stuff, like maybe everyone doesn't respond to keto. Maybe everyone doesn't respond to this, respond to that. Some people do better. Some people do better with IF. Right. Some people have to just switch everything around and do this and do that. Um, I did really good with intermittent fasting and going for a thirty-minute walk every day. Right. Every morning I get up, go for a thirty-minute walk, come home, get ready to go to work, not eat anything until lunch. 
And I felt pretty good. Right. I don't think it will wait. If I already combined keto with that, it would kill it. And then I gained a pound. Like, what the F is going on here? Right. So, I mean, I th- we're, we're using my blood work, though. Like, we used, like, a glucose fasting test yeah. to find out what was going on with me. Mm-hmm. Like, this should be working. Yeah. Every week. It should it should be much more steady, but it's not. I get it. But again, though, to me, three weeks was a lot of time not to lose anything. Yeah. And and then it, it was kind of like that other time, though. Now, I, I, remember that other time? I think I lost, like, five pounds in a week. Yeah. Like, it's weird. It's not consistent. It's like... Five pounds, zero, 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 seven pounds. Mm-hmm. And it, it might go zero, zero, zero again. I, I have no idea what the heck's going on. Yeah, or it could go up. Or it could go up. Yeah. Although I haven't really gone up since I started the keto. I call it, I'm going to use air quotes for keto because I don't really know if this is keto. I don't know if I'm in ketosis or not. I just. I, I think I, to I, get I, yourself into ketosis, you have to be at kind of zero carbs. So, I mean, I'm in under my. my Limit that I try to stick to is forty carbs, per, forty grams of carbs per day. Uh-huh. There are some days where I'm at twenty, some days I'm at twenty-five. Um, I am always though under my calorie count, with the exception of I think three. Now I'll say four days over I, the past month. I see so the, once a week. Basically. I exceed the calorie count one time. Yeah. So maybe it's maybe it's calorie deficit. Yeah. Though. Maybe that's all it is. Yeah, I, I don't I, think so though. I, I think it, maybe there's a combination of, of multiple things. I don't yeah. know. I just wish it was more. Or I just wish it was less inconsistent. Yeah, like if if you were doing the work consistently, I feel like the results should also be consistent. But then, mm-hmm. I think everyone that does this that goes and loses a bunch of weight, they all say the same thing. You didn't get that way overnight. You're not going to lose the weight overnight. Yeah. And they all just say stick with it. Mm-hmm. So, and that's another thing. Like that's another big change for me. Three weeks of not losing weight in the past. What would I have done? F this. Yep. It's not working. Why am I going to put all? Why am I sacrificing all this yeah. stuff? Why am I not? I love bread. Why am I not eating bread? Yeah. I'm not losing weight with this. Well, I stuck with it though. Yep. This time I stuck with it, and then some results came. So, I, I mean, I think if I end up with, like, another three weeks of, of it not working, I, I think now, especially more than before, I'm going to be more willing to stick with it even further. Although I do think at some point, I, I got to check. I got to see, like, at what point when you lose weight, does the calories have to also go down? Like, you got to adjust calories at some point, right? Yeah. And I don't know if the app is going to do it automatically. I think it. I think they do. I, I would Noom, have to Noom does. I know Noom does. I'm pretty sure that one will too. Well, because it it based your calories on your starting weight. Yes. So I'm pretty sure as you get down, it's good. To, like you can play with it and put in. Say you weigh 200 pounds right now. See what it tells you to, to, to go to. Right. I'm just I'm just clicking back through a couple of days, just to see if it ever changed. Um, I, I'll do that next. I mean, once we're done with the show, I'll go in there because this the app this app still has the well, it doesn't have the weight drop in there. Yeah. So I have to enter it in. Um, it's funny, my my 
what is it? My scale. Mm-hmm. It, it's a VitaFit scale. It was pretty cheap, but there's an app on there. So, like, I don't have to, like, look down at the scale. My phone will connect to it by Bluetooth. Mm. So I can look up straight ahead and see the the weight. And then it keeps it in there. Like, it stores it in there. So I don't have to write it down or anything like that. Yeah. Um, just pretty neat. I mean, I've even had days on here where I haven't tracked. Like, it, it, it just doesn't make any sense. Anyway, I, I mean, I like that. I like that scale, though. I think it was like 40, 50 bucks on Amazon. Yeah. Something like that. I like, it was always hard. Like, I had to look past my gut to see the weight. Now I don't have to do that. <laughs> um, but the other, I don't, have to, I don't have to remember it. I don't have to write it down. I don't have to put it in the app. It just stores yeah. it. And then it connects to Google Fit. So then it, it transfer. It, it just puts it in the app automatically. So that's good. Kind of like that. You got anything more? I'm good, man. All right. Let's, uh, we're going to wrap up the show. Thank you for tuning in. Like, subscribe, comment, share. Thank you to Cheers and Spirits in the Arnold Station Plaza in Arnold, Maryland. Uh, I drink a little bit of Knob Creek 9. It's tasty. It is what it is. I still, it's still not a house whiskey for me. <laughs> um, maybe not. We got the Basil Hayden Toast in front of us, too, in the, in the, what is it, the basket full of whiskey? Bunches. Fist. Fistful, fistful of whiskey. whiskey. We got yeah. that too. Uh, wonder what we'll drink next week. Be fun to figure that out. Um, like I said, like, subscribe, comment, share, click some like buttons, tell your friends. Uh, or maybe we'll talk to uh, the winner of the the Amazon gift card, Ryan, at some point. I guess I just sent him an email today that I'm won. <laughs> two weeks ago we won <laughs> like oh wait I forgot uh, so maybe he listened to the show he heard anyway but uh, thanks for joining us we'll see you next time